Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. Uh, we we are back again. Uh, Jacqueline is fresh off a vacation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a little I, bit jealous. I definitely thought you were going to say fresh off a boat. And uh, it's gonna take a little, <laughs> a little bit of offense to that. <laughs> I'm the one that's from Africa, technically. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, aren't we all technically from Africa? Yeah, but I'm like, a, I'm like a real African American. Y'all are like, well, I'm like, I'm not gonna do no. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that. Um, we're all yes, we are all from Africa. So all right, all right, at, at Pong. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me. What's up, everybody, man? We're glad to be back, energized. We were just talking before uh, we turned things on, like how much we really, really excited about what we got going on with this show. If you're a loyal listener, we really appreciate you. Actually, shout out to, uh, I'm going to read this review real quick. He actually DM me on Instagram as well. Uh, we need to send you a book because he was, he was at it. He was like, yo, I'm winning that book. You know what I'm saying? He did everything we asked a couple episodes ago. So my apologies on being a little tardy in acknowledging you, but I want to personally read your review because you definitely tapped in with us and we are going to make sure we get that book sent out to you. So uh, this review is from Love of the Game. So he gave us an alias. He didn't give us his real name and it's entitled God's Handiwork. I listen to many different podcasts, all centered around how to be better spiritually, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically, and relationally. I found this show from an interview the host did from a different show. Ever since then, I've been blessed to receive the countless gems provided. This show blesses my soul. And I thank God he directed me here. Regardless of your faith or your finances, this is a must listen to. I pray this finds its way to the host of the show. Man, shout Hey-o. out. Shout out, man. That was a hell of a review, man. So we're going to make sure we get you the wonderful book written by our co-host Jacqueline, because I know you did. You went through all the extra steps to make sure that we um, that we got that review. So we appreciate you, man. That review means a lot to us because we show up you know, each and every week for free, hoping that this is valuable for you guys. And so we're very grateful for that review. Yeah, that's honestly amazing. And I know that this book is just going to add to that soul feeling. So we're excited to get that out to you. You know, you know what we we haven't done in a little while. Let's do a real quick roll call for our our, our listeners. Um, You know, you know what I'm saying? So we want to do a quick little roll call. Shout out all the different areas where folks are tuned in and tapped into the Uncensored show. But shout out Gambia, New Zealand. Ghana, uh, of course, all over the United States, Zimbabwe. Uh, I mean, we really just appreciate the listeners all over the country. I mean, it's humbling. And the crazy part is like, we're really excited to like up the ante. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just got so much more value. We want to bring you guys. We talked about doing more in-person episodes, obviously bringing on the guests that you want to see as well. I mean, we know we, we know you love hearing us talk, but, um, you know, there's some dope people out there. Uh, that are doing some dope things. But anyways, let's get into it today. So today we want to talk about um, 
if you should, when you should, how you should buy the hype. And when we say buy the hype, we mean or play into the hype of, you know, what's going on in the world of investing, right? You got NFTs, you got crypto, you got stocks, meme stocks, there's all this stuff going around. And the question really that, you know, becomes like, should you be playing in playing the game as well, right? Should you be jumping in? Do you have FOMO? Let's talk about it. So Jacqueline, let's talk about it. Should people be getting in on the hype plays? Okay, so this is exciting, right? Because as financial advisors, we're always asked, like, as soon as something hits the news, I get a question about it. So I don't enjoy checking the news, right? But I do because I know that clients are going to ask me about whatever happens. What's a yield curve? Why are you asking me about a yield curve? I saw it on CNBC. Okay, all right, let's talk about it. So when it comes to buying the hype, I would say don't buy the hype if you don't know what you're doing. If this isn't a game that you typically play, if you don't play stock market, if you don't play crypto, if you don't play NFTs, don't just hop in just because you heard something on TV or whoever posted some video about it. Right. So I know you guys saw that meme going around. Um, what, What did Meek buy the first time? Um, first I can't, but me, whenever Meek says something, it automatically starts to go another direction. Okay, but didn't he just? I think he just said that he, he just tweeted five. about Doge. Like I know, yeah. like recently, like yesterday, he tweeted about Doge. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like yesterday, and it's still doing fine. Fingers crossed for those of you holding it. Yeah, I, so, I, did, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I did cop a little Doge, like seven cents. I'm up like seven hundred sixty five percent. It's it's insane. But it was play money. I didn't put. I, I didn't put any more than I was willing to lose. I w- I'm not gonna lie to you. I wish I would have put more. I mean, I'm gonna sell. It's gonna be a pump and dump at some point. But Boom, like- that right there. That's what I was getting to. It's like, you guys wanna follow your favorite celebrities. You wanna listen to who's got the hottest stock tip from like a rapper or somebody who's not even really playing the stock game. And that's what they do. It's called a pump and dump. Um, yep. Susie Orman got in trouble for this like years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's when somebody who is in influential power um, actually promotes people to get into an investment, right? Because they typically yep. have money in that investment and yep. they get everybody to get in there. And what happens when everybody gets in there? No, no, no. First, okay. first, everybody gets oh, in oh, there and they're, in, they're so excited and the yeah. stock just shoots through the roof and then they get their money out, but they don't tell you that they got their money out. That's the dump. And then the right. stock just plummets. Yep. So be aware of what a pump and dump is and who's promoting that. Because I guarantee you, Meek is not going to post when he sells. Right. He's not going to post that. He's not going to let y'all know. Yep. Can we can we pause the pump and dump, though? I mean, we, like we got to pause the pump and dump. <laughs> really? Yeah, we got to pause the pump and dump. I mean, let's just. <sighs> yes. be, we do. But also, that's just so disrespectful. Pump and dump. I'm just saying. I mean, like, you, I mean, I'm saying too. That's disrespectful. That's what it's called, though. That's what it's called. Yeah, but I mean, no woman is gonna do that. So I just take it from like a man's side. That's just so disrespectful. Yeah, it is. That is that is disrespectful. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Pumping dump. You're out of here. Anyways, um, so okay, so one of the biggest hypes that I think is recent, aside from Doge, Dodgy, is definitely. Dog, 
<laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what it was either, though. But it's definitely Doge. Doge. <laughs> Aside from Doge, we have uh, okay. Coinbase. Yes. The the Coinbase IPO. I think that was like the most recent hype. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what hundred billion dollar valuation? I'm, here's the thing. I'm. I normally don't play. Yeah. I broke my own rule. I normally don't play IPOs. Right. But I was like, man, the, with the hype around crypto right now and the fact that it's an exchange for crypto and you still kind of get that implicit exposure to the broader crypto market without having to, you know, figure out which coin you want to own. I'm bullish on, on, on Coinbase. But to your point, to your point, those who thought that they were going to win on IPO, 99% of them definitely didn't win on mm. IPO. Mm. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. hold on real quick. Going to backtrack for those of you who are not up on the lingo. Okay. So an IPO is an initial public offering. It's when a company takes what's what we now consider a traditional route to being listed on a stock exchange. That's right. what an IPO is. So that means that us regular Joes can buy the stock. So right. we're talking about Coinbase, obviously crypto. So when they IPO'd, what what was their height on that first day that they IPO'd? Was maybe like around four hundred dollars a share? Three, like three, three sixty. Almost like three eighty, three eighty, something like that. Yeah. So like, let's just call it roughly four hundred dollars a share. Three to four hundred dollars a share, right? That's yeah. what it hit the market at around like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. By mm-hmm. close that day, so say you you bought the hype right of Coinbase right then. If you mm-hmm. bought if you bought Coinbase right when it IPO, now remember like. Nas was behind Coinbase IPO. Some other athletes were too. And then just the fact of it being like crypto and we're still kind of in the midst of a pandemic. So a lot of people are still, there's a lot of like retail investing that's still going on. Yeah. So they IPO, did you find it? They IPO'd it. Yeah. yeah. So it, they IPO'd and it peaked at like 342 actually. So 342 ish. From what I'm seeing. Okay, so 342. So you bought in at 342. The end of that day, I think the stock closed down at like 290 something. I think maybe even a little bit lower than that. But yeah. Either way, it was down. Mm-hmm. We're uncensored. So can I say that that bitch was down? <laughs> like, so for those of you who just wanted to buy the hype immediately, it was down. And then I think what is Coinbase even at like today? Is Cinco de Mayo Coinbase today is like what 273, I think? <sighs> 273. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel for those of you who bought it at like 340? 340. Yeah, that you're probably, you're probably pissed. Yeah, the problem the problem is 60 bucks a share. Problem. Huh? I say you're down 60 bucks a share. That's the hype. Yeah. That sucks. And, and the, I think the bigger problem is most, here's the caveat. If I buy some Coinbase, right, it's going to make up less than 2% of my portfolio, right? If that, right? The problem I have with the hype stocks is people who probably don't even invest that much are taking money. And like, if you look at their portfolio diversity, it's like 70%. So 70% of your portfolio- Robin Hood users. Right. You literally use that term because that's how Robinhood articulates it on their thing, portfolio diversity. It's probably like 70, 75% in these, in these stocks that you're just hoping, right, for them to, to, to explode. And hope is not a fucking strategy. Not well, with your money. 
Whoa, say that one more time for the people in the back. Hope is not a strategy, okay? Wait, did you, know you put the F word in there? I did. I did. You want to run it back the, the, the uncensored way? We're uncensored. Hope is not a fucking strategy, people. Okay. And so, you know, when it comes see, this is, this is times like this is when true financial advisors, we get, we get the last laugh because all, all year long, right. Everybody wants to come to you with the sexy, do this, do this, boom, do this, right. Do that. And then when shit hits the fan, like it always does. Damn, I should have listened to Jacqueline when she was saying, I need to, you know, be more thoughtful about my, my, my holdings. And I need to like, Yes, we're try- like we're trying to save you from yourselves. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I grant it, we like to play too. But but again, this is going to be a small number one. We know what the hell we're doing. Let's, first and foremost, and number two, we we still practice what we preach, and it's going to make up a fraction of our broader portfolio, right? If you're smart, when you make those speculative plays, the goal is to take profit and invest in the long invest in the long-term plays in your portfolio, right? The stuff that you know is going to do well. What y'all are doing, y'all don't have, y'all not investing in nothing else, hoping for a coin flip, all puns intended. And then wondering, like, well, this is why I want to invest. This is why I put my money under the mattress because man, I tried to do the investing thing and it didn't work out. No, you tried to follow a trend from a meme stock or something that you did not know nothing about and you got burned. You got played because you didn't know what the hell you were doing. That's what happened. Mm, but guess what? You didn't post that one on social media. Didn't post that one on social media. My God. Right. And so people post people post some screenshots on them. It's no different in business how people post revenue screenshots and the one posting profit screenshots. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like we just want y'all to win. We need to do a whole that's a whole nother episode. And we yeah, just that's, that's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? We just want yeah. y'all to win. We, we want you to win. So we want you to know how to play the hype. And like nine times out of 10, buying that IPO straight out the gate, that ain't it. That ain't it, it, baby. That ain't it. it. You know, a a lot of things you've got to figure out how they move, right? So we call that technical analysis, right? Mm -hmm. So there was some fundamental analysis done with Coinbase, right? So there's people who fundamentally believe, like George was saying, like, well, I believe in the future of crypto. I believe in the future of what Coinbase is doing. And so I'm investing for that reason. Then you also have technical analysis where people are able to just study charts, right? Well, what if there's no chart for Coinbase? Mm. Because they just IPO'd. So you literally just bought them off of the hype. So it's just knowing, just knowing how to evaluate it, right? right. Knowing the, the, the reason that you're purchasing, knowing that IPOs, I, we need to find the stats. What's the stats on how often IPOs just... I mean, I, almost never. I, I, I can just think about the notable ones where everybody was knocking on my door, like, George, you bought? No, I'm not. And, and they thought I was a fool. Even, even back to Facebook. So I, so I would say... My first introduction to knowing not to buy IPOs was the Facebook IPO. And I was in, and of course, you know, we see where Facebook went eventually, but that was 2012, right? And everybody was like, George, are you buying Facebook? Are you buying Facebook? I was like, I'm going to, you know, let the dust settle after the IPO. And, you know, it, probably six months from now, I'll, I'll jump back in or something, right? And sure enough, if we go back and look, and during that, that period of time, um, Facebook followed the trend of like most IPOs and, you know, had a peak for the day and then ultimately 
settle much lower and continue much lower and continue to fall. And then before it started to actually get some real data and then um, it started to trend upwards. Right. So to your point, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but what I know is every time there were notable IPOs, almost every time um, it was not a good play. I think DoorDash was kind of stable. I want to say, like, I feel like there might've been a little bit of volatility on that one, but that's maybe one of the few that I can remember over the past decade where it didn't do what we expected it to do. Excuse me. It did exactly what I expected it to do. Um, But what other people were hoping that was going to happen who bought in specifically for the hype. Investing is something that fascinates many people. People want to learn how to do it, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what to invest in, where to open it up an account and how much they should even be investing. And that's why I created a free educational workshop to show you exactly what you need to know about the fundamentals of investing. So if you want to learn more about investing, click the link in the show notes. And we'd love to be a resource to you to show you how you can start having your money work for you, even when you're not working for it. Yeah, I think Airbnb, from my recollection, did pretty well, been, too. It might have been Airbnb and not DoorDash. It was one of those recent ones. But also, mind you, this is a different investing environment. And I'm not Maybe saying different. that just to yes. say that. Like, it literally is an investing environment change. So the best example of that is GameStop. Oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> Talk about the hype and talk about an example of a different investing environment. How many stories have we heard of where retail investors have been able to overtake professional investors and their predictions? Like crazy. That that actually was really, really crazy. You know what else was crazy? That movie, because there's going to be a movie. on. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's going to be a movie on that. But um, so that brings us to our big money energy moment. Big money energy. Donald, drop drop one of Clues bombs for big money energy. Oh, man. You know exactly where I'm going with this one because we're giving George's flowers while he's here. Now, as big as the Uncensored show is in as many countries as we're in, we don't have as big of a following as The Breakfast Club, right? We've got to be humble and notice. What do they have? Four million subscribers on YouTube I, or something, yeah, something like that? Something like that. Shout out Breakfast Club. Yeah, they have a ton of subscribers. Like, like it's everybody has to go through. The, it's, like, it's like a rite of passage in pop culture. Like, you got to go through The Breakfast Club. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, George went through The Breakfast Club recently, was able to have an interview with them, DJ Envy. You know, how did you feel about it? Man, I thought that was super cool, man. It was a manifestation moment. Um, I said, I think at the end of the year when I was writing out my goals, I was like, man, I knew Pocket Advisor was coming. I was like, this is before I knew about uh, the pitch competition that we were in. I was like, man, I got, it would be dope to get in the breakfast club to like spread the message for what we got going on. Um, and so it was really cool to have that manifestation moment come to, come to pass. And stepping stone, because I know we'll be back in person, um, you know, at some point some of the other things that we got going on. We want to actually partner with Revolt, um, Breakfast Club, whoever, to do like a live investathon for Blackwell Friday. So we're going to manifest that as well. But um, and I, it, was a, it was a great experience. Um, really great to just be able to talk about the mission that we have and 
um, I was humbled by it. So thank you. Thank you for the flowers. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. I mean, so as you're, as you're talking about that and you're talking about how big their platform is and how it's like a rite of passage to go through, it just made me think about like me, Kevin, gone through the Breakfast Club and recently him having posted that he made that investment in Dogecoin. Because I feel like another big energy moment that we need to have is the fact that celebrities, et cetera, who are who are promoting investing. Now, whether or not I think that their financial advice is, is pertinent right. and sound, I do think that they are promoting our culture to invest. And that's huge. Like it's at least opening up your eyes. You know, you're at least understanding, okay, I could do this thing on Robin Hood. So it starts to, to pique your interest. And hopefully that's when you'll come search out pocket advisor for sound financial advice. For sound financial. And we got, listen, y'all, we about to turn shit up. You know, you know, speaking of like getting into investments earlier, that's, that's really what you're saying with an IPO, right? It's like, you want to get in on the ground floor because you believe the growth potential for that particular company is bar none, right? And when I tell you that we are about to turn things up with Pocket Advisor, we're really going to get really focused with the value proposition to really make sure that our, our members are getting the most out of it. Um, but we got, some, we got some stuff coming. So I want you guys along for the journey, Right. Because I want you guys to be able to look back. I remember when I joined Pocket Advisor and it was like this and now it's like that. And now they having, you know, conferences and all sorts of stuff like it, it makes you feel like you were a part of the, the building process. Right. And you will be not just make you feel like it, like you will be a part of that experience. So please. So tap in links in the show notes. You know, what I'm saying trial seven. Um, you know, so if you want to trial test drive Pocket Advisor for seven days, but get in you know, early because we got some great things coming. We want yeah. you to be a part of the family. And we want you to, again, have us in your, like, imagine this, right? Imagine you you being like, should I buy Doge? Should I buy uh, Coinbase, right? These are things we're talking about on the network. Jacqueline actually started the thread for about Coinbase on, on our, on our, in the group, you know, or on the platform a few weeks ago. Imagine having somebody like her in your pocket with a certified financial planner who you can ask, those questions. Heck, if I text Jacqueline, you, you might get a response faster than I might get it on Pocket Advisor. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm telling y'all, tap in. Like, this is revolutionary. Um, and we're trying to democratize real financial education, right? Real financial expertise. And so, like, guys, I just really want you guys to benefit from it. Somebody posted the other, uh, yesterday, um, I, get, I, did, I did a free ebook at the beginning of the pandemic, talking about the plays that I was getting into, because I saw everybody talking about buying toilet paper, buying stocks and chastising those either way. And I was like, let me just put out some sound information. I did that. And some of the plays in there, 300% Tesla. I mean, oh my God, I told y'all about Tesla in fucking March. Oh my God. Like, so like tap in. The good news is opportunity is like a bus. One comes every 15 minutes, but stop missing that damn bus and get on pocket advice so we can, we can, you know, make sure y'all is, y'all are straight. I mean, the, the biggest thing is a lot of times we think that we can do everything on our own. Like mm -hmm. even me, I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. But I realized like you need a few things, right? You need one accurate information. Mm -hmm. Then you have to actually execute on whatever information it is that you you got. So you need accountability you need to accountability. push you forward. 
but you also need the community of people. You need the community of ideas and motivation. And I'm saying this from a standpoint of literally, I just got back from vacation being completely uncensored. I thought I was going to come back like super refreshed, ready to work. And I was until I got home. And then I was like, yeah, I don't really want to work. Actually, I was super motivated on the, the plane ride back. And that's when I started working again. And then I actually got into the house and I was like, mm, I think I'd rather just go back to the Virgin Islands and maybe just retire there and do nothing. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Let me figure out how to get remotivated. Let me get back on Pocket Advisor. Let me tap in with my friends who I know are on this similar journey so that I can stay motivated so that I can continue looking forward. So I, you know, I have a group of people that I consult with and Pocket Advisor is really the easiest place to do that at because it is a safe space. So there's a lot of people who got on there and speaking specifically about Coinbase, they were like, oh yeah, I'm getting in. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill. I don't have a good record with IPOs. Um, Blue Apron. When was that? Oh, I remember that one. So I, I told people not to do that. I remember that one. Yeah. 2015 maybe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was like, yeah, this is no for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> and also you got to look at the history in of the company, right? And and when they're actually IPOing. So, for example, so so Coinbase actually, I feel like was in a good position to IPO, but IPOs just do what IPOs do. But I remember like Lyft, that was one in particular. And yep. you look at the financials of Lyft when they wanted to IPO, right? And how unprofitable they were, right? How much they were burning through cash. I'm like, just on a fundamental level. I was like, I get the hype, but I was like, this makes no sense, right? This is an exit play for the people who got in early, right? This is not a, mm -hmm. it makes sense to IPO because this is the company's growth trajectory. It's a, we made, we invested early and we're ready to get an exit. Um, and it was, and, and the writing was on the wall. And so just, you know, knowing yeah. that, you know, and seeing, seeing how, how shit actually shaked out. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This IPO thing isn't for me, but I am an accredited investor. So how could I get into investments that are pre-IPO? Absolutely. That's when that that's when that bell went off for me. And I was like, hmm, let me figure this out. Handy dandy Google came across some pre-IPO opportunities and they're doing that too shabby. The other one, um, the other hype play, and I don't know if you get, got in on this, but the other hype play was Neo. Yeah, I didn't get in on that one. So... I don't publicly, which I'm going to start doing, by the way, accountability here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm probably just going to do it in Pocket Advisor. I don't call a whole lot of plays. Yeah. That's not really like a thing that I've done publicly. Mm -hmm. So like I bought Neo at $7. And I'll tell y'all, like, it's not necessarily where I went wrong, but maybe you can learn from my story. So I bought Neo, $7 a share. The share got some hype. When was that? Uh. Christmas time. That was, yeah, a little before Christmas time, yeah, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So it was like November. Yeah. It was like November, December. Neo got mm -hmm. this hype, right? And it went to like 60 something dollars. So I ended up selling half of my position around 46, I believe. So that's a pretty solid game. Remember, I bought in at $7. And so then, mm -hmm. like, trust me, I'm watching Neo go up and I'm like, I was like, do I keep letting it go? Do I keep letting it go? I was like, I'm up like 300%. So that's when I took gains. I was up like three, 400%. And I was like, okay, don't be greedy. So yeah. I, I took, you know, profits for half of my position. 
So another thing goes to people asking, okay, well, when am I supposed to take profits from an investment? So this goes into some of the hype because a lot of me was like, okay, I think that this, I was like, I'm not sure exactly where I think that this stock could go because it's a hype play. Right. I don't think people called that on GameStop for it to go as high as it did because it was a hype play. So for me, I was like, you know what? I think that Neo was going through a hype play right now. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to cancel at damn near 400%. Mm-hmm. So now to be truly transparent, I still have half of my position in Neo right now. And Neo is down to like 30 something dollars a share. Right. So just another opportunity for you to understand like how to play the hype, how to identify the hype. You know, I just knew Neo had hype because when I typed it in. So when I first when I first was um, researching them, I typed them into Google and um, and into like the other investment brokerage platforms that I use to like do my research. Right. But one of my things is I like to type it into Google and I just like to see what happens when I type it into Google. So when I bought it for seven dollars a share, there wasn't really any information on it like not publicly or it wasn't being written about in all the financial blogs and it wasn't a headline on CNBC and it wasn't any of that stuff. So then when it started becoming a headline on CNBC and I was able to type it in and like 500 financial blogs come up with Neo, 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 Neo. I said, Hmm, I said, I think this thing is getting hyped. I don't want to be too greedy. 400% is pretty good. So that's how I was able to determine, okay, it's time to take profits. But I didn't sell my whole position out because I actually still fundamentally believe that Neo is going to be a good company in the long term. But that's just how I identified that high play and how I played it. What's going on, guys? George Atchampong here, founder of Pocket Advisor, the number one financial social network where we do money together. If you've been looking for a community of like-minded, aspiring first-generation millionaires who are marching towards financial freedom, then look no further. Pocket Advisor is here. Pocket Advisor is a financial social network where it's led by a variety of experts, right? We're talking about tax experts, certified financial planners, personal finance, you name it, we got it. And we are your money mentors, right? So if you've ever had a financial goal, um, milestones that you wanted to achieve, Pocket Advisor is the community that's gonna help you achieve that. We have monthly challenges, right? To make this process more fun. You're gonna get ongoing accountability. There's gonna be classes, workshops. I mean, everything you can think of to make sure that you can achieve your financial goals, right? And the best part about it is there's a feature called Ask Penny, right? Gotta love it. And that is your financial advisor in your pocket. So if you ever have a question, Right. There's something ever that's on your mind. You're like, you know what? I really want a sounding board for someone who knows what they're talking about. I don't want to have to go to Google and decipher between the, um, you know, millions of search results. I want to know that someone can give me some sound insight on a specific financial decision. And that's what you get a chance to do via Pocket Advisor. So if you want to learn more, click the link in the show notes and sign up today. Right. Like there's just a it's a great community of people. You're going to have exactly what you need to achieve your goals. And we can't wait to have you. Yeah. You know, pigs eat hogs get slaughtered. Right. And I mean, 400 percent is huge. 100 percent given a certain time frame is huge. 
right? And so that that's really what it boils down to, like, like to kind of summarize this episode. If you're going to get in on a hype play, right? And you're fortunate enough to get in, you know, and ride the wave of mom, the momentum of hype, right? You didn't happen to get in too late, right? Which is always a risk, right? But if you, if you get in with the money you can afford to lose <laughs> and you win, you, the way you play it is play with the house's money. Once you get, and honestly, I would say a hundred percent, hundred to 200% return. It, you know, at that point, even if you fundamentally believe, take some profit off the table, and maybe you can stagger it, right? But take some profit off the table and eventually get to the point where you've removed your original investment and now you're playing with the house's money. Because at that point, when I say house's money, I mean, you're, you're playing, you put in a hundred, you made, your your position is up to 300, you remove 100, right? Anything beyond that point is the house's money because you took out the money that you originally put in, right? That would be the strategy by and large at a high level for these for these mean plays, right? Don't, don't get greedy because if you get greedy, here's what's going to happen Here, because most of you guys don't have behavioral finance built in inherently, right? That's how people hire people like me and Jacqueline because they know they don't have that well, built in. Well, wait, nobody does actually. Uh, we're professionally trained to have an understanding of how to extract our emotions from that. But you yeah. are literally designed to reproduce, <laughs> to go you know, chase down prey. Like that's what you're designed to do. Your brain is not designed to choose proper investments. It's set up for survival. Correct. So Correct. we can't, yeah, we can't ignore that piece. No, you're right. No, but I mean, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And so because of that fact, because of that fact, like you got to just put the mechanisms in place to be objective. One of the ways that you can do that, if you are doing it on your own, right, is sell, um, you know, you can put in certain limits on your portfolio, right, to where when it reaches a certain threshold, you automatically get sold out of that position, Right. You automatically get sold. So that way it removes all emotion. So that's one easy way to do it. And, and at that point, like I said, just play with the house's money. And if you want to see it, see how it continues. Like right now, my doge position, I I, I, I got to take some profit from it. I've got to. Like I'm up um, 800%, right? I, I got to take some profit. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, I'm not as pressed because it's, you know, it's a 64 cents and, I got in at seven cents and, but I know that a dip is coming, right? Because it's getting super hyped right now. And even if it can go higher, I got to say, well, damn, regardless of how high it goes, I won already. I won. And I can't be, I can't have FOMO of how much higher it can go. Because what I'm probably going to do, take some profit off the table, let it dip down again, and then get back in again. Um, because I think this Doge thing, we haven't seen the last of Doge. We have not seen the last of Doge. <laughs> I'd rather Man. have a hobby, a little side hobby that makes me money that's fun. Because this is money that I can afford to lose. I'm not investing well, my life savings in Doge. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny because I just posted. Um, what exactly did I post? I said something about shopping. So basically, I said, once you learn how to shop for investments, you'll never feel the need to step foot in another mall. Mm. So it's it's really a bar. Like, let me let me say it one more time for the people in the back. OK, once 
Once you learn how to shop for investments, you'll never feel the need to step foot in another mall. Mm. Speaking of mall, SP, I own SPG. I own a lot of shares of SPG, um, which is the company that actually owns the mall, right? Like yeah. the, the literal Simon respect. Property Group. Yeah. Um, they own a lot of malls. They own mm-hmm. a lot of malls, right? And I bought a bunch of shares at early pandemic. And again, some of this stuff is just common sense. Right, some of mm-hmm. it's just common sense, right? I, people, oh my gosh, the malls are never blah blah blah. Okay, okay, cool story, bro. Bought up a ton of SPG, and um, it's, it's it's doing well for your boy, and it pays a healthy dividend on top of that, which is another episode um, for another day. So, anyways, in closing, because I, I know we we could talk about this stuff all day long, right? If you are going to play the meme stocks, the hype, all that good stuff, okay. First and foremost. Make sure you're investing an amount that you can afford to lose. This is what we consider the speculative aspect of your investments, right? That should make up a very marginal percentage of your overall investment portfolio. If you don't have, if you don't have any other investments, or if you were to invest in this and it would make up 20% of your portfolio, you probably should not, or more, you probably should not be investing in this, right? You have other bigger fish to fry. So pick an amount that you can afford to lose that makes sense for where you are, Right. As Jacqueline stated, you know, do a little research. And if it's not extremely wildly, wide, was it widely talked about um, right now, then that's probably a good point to get in. If every single blog, if every single news outlet is talking about it, oof, you know, you take, take your own risk. But you're probably you're starting to get to the point where it's a little too well known. Right. You hopefully want to, as they say, buy the rumor, sell the news. Right. <laughs> buy the rumor, sell the news, right? So make sure that it's not too overhyped. You want to buy the hype, but do you have room for it to still run? Um, And then take profit, right? When you've gotten at least 100%, because actually I'll say say 300. The reason why I'll say 300 is because- Go ahead. I just threw a whoa in there. You know, I like ad-libs. Yeah, but here's why I'm saying 300. I said 100 originally, but here's why I'm saying 300. Because this should be money is speculative, right? And when you're when you invest in something speculative, you're taking an outsized risk, right? For the for the chance for, for an outsized return. Now, 100% in a month is huge, right? But I would venture to say anywhere, anywhere from 100 to 300% return, right? Take profit off the table. And at that point, play with the house's money. Now, where your threshold is, in that window is up to you. I mean, some people might think 50% is enough. But for me, because it's a speculative play and I'm truly investing money, I can afford to see fluctuate in that particular part of my portfolio. I'm closer to the 300%. As you can see, I'm up 700% on this Doge play, 800%. I should have been took profit, by the way. Um, But that's just me. Take money off the table once you've gotten a return that allows you to withdraw your all the majority or all of your original investment. And then you can decide whether you want to see it continue to run um, or just take everything and go. So that I feel like that's a kind of a solid recap on how to play these meme stocks or hype stocks, as they say. Yeah, I think I think that that's good. You guys can always write a review if you're confused or you can use the code trial seven to hop on Pocket Advisor and we'll answer any of your questions. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks so much for tapping in, tuning in. And, you know, as always, you know, let us know what you want to hear. 
Uh, follow us on social media. We're not the bougie, bougie people on social media. So if you send us a DM, um, as long as we see it, you know how Instagram does. If you're not friends with somebody, like goes to the request section. But as long as we see it, we'll, re- we'll respond and or, and or take into consideration whatever your suggestion or question is. Um, this is the people's show. Right. The uncensored show is the people show. So, you know, the topics that we talk about, we want to make sure that it's relevant, valuable and meaningful to you. So send Jacqueline a DM, send me a DM. Keep it appropriate about the show. Sheesh. Right. Right? We don't want anything crazy or shady. Um, But if you have a question or if you have something you want us to talk about that's relevant to the context of the uncensored show, by all means, hit us up on social um, and of course, leave a review. We're giving out books like Oprah, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> leave a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Screenshot this episode. Tag us on your stories. Myself, Jacqueline, and the Uncensored Show um, uh, Instagram that we just got, got, got up not too long ago. And uh, yeah, tap in, with the, tap in with the home team. We're going to get you right. All right. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?